This is the Hunt, Trap, and Horns podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the Hunt, Trap, Horns podcast. My name is Justin Stanley here with Tanner Way, and today we're going to be covering our 2022 season, starting from the beginning shed season all the way to the end of my late hunt in December. So, uh, yeah, you got any remarks before we start? It was a pretty good season. It was an interesting one. There's a lot of uh, factors I know for both of us outside of the hunting world that uh, kind of probably controlled a little bit of our time, but it was a good season. It was one of those for me definitely to look back on and did some reflecting and kind of put the bug back in to get out a lot more in 2023. Cool. Well, I guess, yeah, we can start with I was still in Idaho finishing up the college at University of Idaho, and so I was doing a lot of shed hunting over there for whitetail sheds, and I was able to get out a lot. It was senior year, so I didn't have as many classes as I had early on, and um, yeah, I was able to get out, and I found quite a few sheds over there, and it was fun. Went out with some buddies that I had never gone out before and some that had never shed hunted before, which was fun, and take them out and then had... Um, yeah, buddy showed me a new area down for uh, muley sheds, and it was fun. Just traveled, you know, kind of all over north central Idaho looking for sheds, and also in uh, Washington as well, different areas that I don't get to go to when I'm up here. And, yeah, it was it was cool. Good diversity. Found elk sheds, whitetail sheds, and muley sheds, which was cool. I didn't pick up any moose sheds, but had some buddies that did. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, did you get out during shed season at all? Not really. Um, I mean, on our own property, which isn't a whole much, but mm-hmm. that's uh, because I was out working on it. Yeah. <laughs> so we moved in uh, to this new place um, here this last February, which is not far at all from where we are. Um, and so it was unpacking, trying to get kids settled, found broken water lines. You know, again, this is February. And so it was one of those like rehabbing places was <laughs> or yeah. the place a little um, uh, was uh, big. Uh, so, no, I didn't get out a whole lot. Found a couple little tiny dinks on the property that was spiking a little two point. I think is all it was. Nice. Um, but that was about it. But again, that was I was out working, doing other stuff. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After the first, you know, initial start of shed season, then I started getting close to graduation time and definitely didn't have the freedom to be out as much as I was like to, you know, but we still got out a couple times for some fishing trips over there, just on some local lakes, which was fun. Um, but yeah, after that, I didn't even get out for turkey season at all. It was just trying to focus, make sure I graduated and everything that's i mean you know priority i mean yeah you got to go to school at some point Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but it's nice that that's all finished up and yeah but you did do some turkey hunting this last spring did um went out me and a buddy matt went out to a couple he has uh, permission on some uh private um it was also private um uh using private access to get to public property Mm -hmm. and stuff like that too um, a lot of it was, was public land, though. Um, had Saw a ton of birds. So it was a lot of fun. Had an absolute blast. But it was like the year of the Jakes. So, <laughs> like, literally, I mean, we went out a couple weekends. 
uh, back to back and it was I mean even in different areas I mean the same general area you know but finding new birds mm-hmm. it was just we'd find a group of Jake Jake's after Jake's after Jake's and I wasn't too keen on shooting a Jake um, which is nothing wrong with it at all I don't care I if I would have known I wouldn't get a turkey, I would have doubled up on Jake's <laughs> the first morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to get up at 3 a.m. again to go the next morning, you know. Because mm. every day, every day, that, that sun gets up a little bit later every yeah. time you pass a turkey. That's like one of the biggest takeaways I've learned from turkey hunting was the longer you can wait, but the longer you wait, you're getting up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so um, ended up passing on a lot of birds, um, which, is, which was okay. Um, it was good to see that many out and to be able to get that many called in close, tearing up the decoys, mm-hmm. beating the hell out of them. Um, they were fired up a couple. We timed it on one weekend just right. I mean, it was, you know, out of a whole season, you can get like, what do they say, a few a few days, three, four, five days maybe where the, the woods, you know, are on fire where you're at. And again, mm-hmm. it changes with the weather, you know, and, and where you're at and your elevation and stuff. So. But we hit it just right one day, and it was it was a blast. I mean, everything was fired up. They were moving back and forth, going different places, um, and just fired up. They were answering calls, very receptive. So it was it was a lot of fun, and to see a lot, we saw a lot of birds, but no toms. So dang, didn't take a shot. Yeah. Um, but me, I am a meat hunter by far. So again, like. Yeah, I would have doubled up on Jake's, no problem. But I chose yeah. to try to wait out and see a tom because we were seeing so many birds. I'm like, there has to be a lone tom around here somewhere that's tired of getting their butt kicked. He's going to come in, and we figured he's going to come in. He's going to be quiet. He's not going to be loud at all. So, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, we were, you know, not moving. I mean, doing a pretty good job of trying to get the job done, but nothing came in. Nothing, nothing that I wanted to shoot at for my first tag. Were you guys uh – Ro- locating them in their roost and going <coughs> yes going up to them? uh well sometimes um most of the time that's what we would do is yeah put them to bed in their roost um that night before and just know the rough area they're at um and even hang out a little bit see you know kind of put the woods to bed see if the, the coyotes coming out early i mean there's what's out you know no because those birds will definitely jump trees from limb to limb in the in the pitch black no problem mm-hmm. we've had it where they'll be hundreds of yards away um in the roost the next morning so typically we'll put them to bed um and then work our way in the next morning formulate a plan that night and where do we want to set up where's the decoys the, where's the sun coming up what does mm-hmm. wind look like you know are they going to fly down how far is there a fence you know all the little things formulate a plan and then go after them so most of these ones we knew they were in the area and again it's areas we've hunted before and matt's and matt's hunted this area a long time with his with his dad and so they kind of knew where okay if they're here they're probably going to be working their way around this point or this finger you know wherever down this drainage um and so like i said we were able to get on a lot of birds and then there's other mornings too where okay we're seeing you know do some call and locate birds throw up the glass and glass them real quick and look and be like those are the same ones from yesterday mm-hmm. or they just came over to this drainage now you know um so we would just do a run and gun style which is what we do a lot and just go locate new ones nice. just start go out get the, the owl call if it's still dark favorite of yeah. mine um just try and go locate and yeah just run run the roads try to hear something way back okay what is this the sound like a tom and if it does 
grab your gear, throw it on and go. But, uh, again, everywhere we went and it was also kind of when you start getting out there several, you know, we going out multiple weekends, you kind of get to the point where, yeah, that's a Tom. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And you, you know, and you, maybe if it was opening weekend, it'd be, that's probably a Jake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're like, no, it has to be a Tom. So we'd go running out there and get in, call a bird in. Nope. It's a Jake. And, and so, you were, uh, Using a shotgun or bow? Uh, this was shotgun this shotgun. year. Okay. Um, for me, and then he was – he brought his boat. Matt brought his boat at some point. Okay. Um, but it was just – I mean, we had a good time, though. I mean, we had rain. We had snow. We were getting dumped on in snow, and it was – I didn't have a camera with me, and I wish I did because there was some gorgeous footage out there. Oh, cool. <laughs> um just sun it's like the sun peeking through clouds but huge snowflakes i mean the half dollar you know Mm -hmm. size coming down falling in the snow through the canopy of the trees freaking full you know turkey strutting out there doing their thing it was it was freaking cool so we saw some cool stuff had some bad weather but so it it was a fun season but just no toms for the the amount of time i had to go actually out hunting also um Again, with with moving into a a place, you know, a newer place, um, and you know, working on it. So the time I had just couldn't get a tom, basically. But it was a fun time. It yeah. was we, for the amount of birds we saw. Pretty excited for this year. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for this year too. I didn't get out. I saw a ton of toms uh, in Idaho when I was shed hunting, but I just didn't buy an out of state turkey license. You know. But didn't do anything here in Washington. Um, but, yeah, going to change that this year, which will be fun. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, do any early uh, spring fishing or anything this last year? Um, a little bit. Um, hit a couple lakes around. Um, just local lakes fly fishing. Um, per, primarily rainbows. And so I had a good time doing that. Um what else did we do as far as spring? That was mostly it. I'd say just local lakes. Um, took the little um, bucks bags, you know, pontoon boats or a little 14-foot aluminum boat out. Um, just go putt around. I'm uh, fly fishing some local stuff. So that was fun. Um, and then we did, uh, we did do a trip, actually. Actually did get a guided trip. I forgot about that. Um, doing spring walleye. And so that was mm-hmm. fun with uh, D. Wayne of herds guide service highly recommend him um did some walleye fishing went out to banks uh and then that was a little bit slow um ton of fish on the on the graph but the weather was just bad where we was just it was awful weather hmm. um really bad storm so i actually ended up bumping down going to rufus on the same day so it was he took care of us big time nice. went to rufus limited on trout first thing like the guy has that down like it was ridiculous <laughs> Uh, you know boat in the water and there's four of us boom all you know trout limit in an hour or less probably and then we went started jigging for walleye located walleye so brought up some of those two um awesome that was an absolutely awesome trip at d wayne um so put some meat in the freezer there off of that and then that was pretty much it after that it was a little bit of a a break is from fishing and hunting just because again working on the house and we Mm -hmm. putting out you know we have irrigation getting that system all sorted out and things um so that was kind of my last outing until we probably get closer to more archery okay archery deer yeah we did just 
yeah, a couple of local lakes here that we had to hike into, which was really fun. Um, that I hadn't fished in a long time, probably since I was, you know, maybe six or seven, which was cool to go back to those places with family. Um, and then, yeah, summer was just busy working, working on the house that we moved into also. And then, uh, we had a kid in July, so we got really busy there and then moved August or straight into, you know, a bear season, August 1st. And yeah, that was, it was warm, but it was, yeah, definitely a blast. Did you go out, get out to do any bear hunting this last spring or mm. fall? No, um, I wish in the spring. I wish <laughs> yeah. Washington would Not wake up, but um, personal opinion. Um, no, I was one of, I've always been kind of one of those hunters where, like opportunistic, where, you know what, I'm going up to hunt deer. I'm gonna get bring my. I'm gonna get a bear tag anyways, mm. <laughs> even though. So haven't really gone out just targeting solely bear yet until this year, um, but this last year no nothing solely for bear. We'd go up and get firewood and throw a rifle in type of thing too, but but that was it. It was nothing. No actual. Hunting I'm going for, out yeah. looking. Yeah, solely no camo. No camo was put on for this bear hunting this year. Yeah, I. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time, especially in August. I can't remember the exact day that I killed my first one, but I spent quite a few days out, uh, probably, yeah, 10. I was almost every single day I'd be out, usually in the evenings when I had time, going for a drive and then hiking out points and stuff and glassing to see if I could find any. And I finally ended up getting one. Yeah, it was right, I think it was around the middle of August, so I'd definitely been hunting for a good 10, 10 to 15 days, um, ended up getting a nice boar and a big white patch on him, which was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, that was, took a lot of time, but I, like I knew it was this area that I definitely wanted to <coughs> kill a bear that I never had before and knew they were there. Just all the trees were marked up and I did end up putting a trail cam up there a couple weeks before I killed it. And, uh, it was just, I was getting a lot of bears on camera, but they were not consistent at all uh, when they were coming in. So I would, you know, go up there and then hike in and sit for a while and nothing would come in and uh, finally just timed it right. And there happened to be a bear walking through when I walked in as well and got him. And uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. And it, it was weird because he didn't bleed at all. I shot him twice actually. <laughs> And I started tracking zero blood where I shot him. And I followed his tracks for a little ways. Maybe it was, it was like only 20 yards I could track it. Then the grass got uh, too thick and I couldn't uh, follow him very well. And, uh, yeah, it just it was tough to find. And um, I ended up standing on a fence post that was out there and looked around. And, it, and he was only 100 yards from where I actually shot him. But. It was not in the direction that I saw him run, and so he must have turned at some point and went the other way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, found him, which was cool. So he's at the taxidermist now getting tanned. And then after that, I uh, was just driving around for the rest of August. Didn't buy my second bear tag or anything. I've never killed two bears in uh, one year. And I was still seeing, you know, a couple bears a week just driving around and stuff and finally I broke down I was like all right, I'll just go get my second bear tag and uh ended up 
uh, yeah, going up to go to that same spot that I killed that first bear. And on my way up, I uh, glassed out and saw one down in the bottom of this draw and shot that one too. It was a cool color phase uh, bear as well. It's like chocolate color, brown. And nice. uh, ended up dying in a creek, was, which was pretty interesting. I haven't had to deal with that before. So, What did you uh, shoot him with? A two set Tika T three two seventy. And this one you did the review on. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, that review is on YouTube. That gun I've killed a moose, bear, cougar, deer, elk. I mean, I've pretty much killed everything with it. Coyotes, mm-hmm. groundhogs. Um, yeah, it's, I love that gun. And yeah, delicious six, tasting cougar. Yeah, it was. That was impressive. Yes. How good that cougar was. But um, yeah, killed six bears with that gun now and um nice yeah that's what i'm gonna do with a bow this year do something different but uh yeah so that was pretty much my bear season i that was september 21st or something somewhere in that range is when i killed that second bear Mm -hmm. which was the latest i've ever killed one i usually always kill them in the first half of august okay um i just tend to find them easier than and it seems like after october 1st around that range i just i don't find them anymore they're just not in their normal habitat that i normally see them in Mm -hmm. i think they're starting to move and get um ready for winter and so i have a harder time finding them uh at that time of year so august is usually when i do the best but ended up getting that one at the end of september um yeah which was pretty fun so that was my bear season so very successful. Yes, I got, <laughs> I got pretty lucky with that second one, but um, yeah, I spent a lot of time out there. Even if it was just driving, um, I was still out there a lot, and then I would hike to points and stuff. I didn't really put in any major trips anywhere, or like major hikes or anything, just because you know I had a newborn at home, so I could only get away for you know an hour or two. So I just did what I could and ended mm-hmm. up getting lucky and. Yeah, getting two, but I love bear meat. It's definitely one of my favorites, and so I was happy to put two of those in my freezer. Heck yeah, so I can't wait. I'm excited for this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope we can get you one for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Then I moved into uh, right after that was muzzleloader season, and I didn't really hunt that much because I drew that late tag in December, so I was mm-hmm. waiting on that mostly, and I went out with my dad couple times and we saw some bucks but weren't able to get on them and uh yeah i can't remember is maybe just spent three or four days out during that mm-hmm. season and other than that yeah didn't do much and went straight into rifle season from there mm-hmm. did you do any hunting during that october time period nope nothing um i was basically again working at our place and then uh banking my time for what the what little bits of hunting i could do um for basically late archery but um it was definitely scouting time getting out um setting cameras refilling bait stations where i had them um and just doing the kind of pre-scout stuff because i knew i would have such a limited time hunting um come late season archery that you know go on to capitalize (laughs) and see you know like oh i wish i would have you know that one week I skipped checking the camera, I wish I would have checked it type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, no, I was pretty diligent on pulling chips or swapping chips, um, doing the scouting thing. That's primarily what I was doing. Nice. 
Along with working on the house. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's never ending. So, yeah, finished up October. Buddy got a buck during uh, during rifle season that was already injured, unfortunately, from someone else. But, um, you know, we were happy to be able to, you know, put that buck out of its misery. It had a huge hole in its arm that was shot too low. And so we were able to get that buck. And, yeah, I didn't hunt the rest of rifle season. It's pretty crazy in this area. Um, just a lot of, a lot of people out and it's just not something I'm interested in. So no, it's basically, it's a pumpkin patch. I mean, there's freaking people everywhere. You just see orange all over the place. A lot of people coming in from out of the area too, which is okay. I mean, I'm, I more hunters, the better, but, uh, you know, for the whole sport, but it does get a little bit frustrating. I mean, that was one of my, my, the biggest, the biggest reasons why, or the biggest reason why I went to archery hunting was, too many people and my is more important for me to be able to get away and kind of disconnect yeah um you know versus always putting meat in the freezer and so it was yeah i mean that's one of my biggest reasons was there's too many people rifle hunting yeah there's definitely a lot of people out there but yeah like you said it is good for the sport to have people especially now when hunting you know in this state is you know becoming under attack quite a bit you know oh for sure uh Mm -hmm. so it's good to have more people but um, yeah, no, I do enjoy those seasons like muzzleloader and archery where there are less people out there. And, um, yeah. Then I moved into after rifle season, I started putting up a bunch of trail cams. Now I have in the area I live, I have pretty quick access out, um, out into the woods and everything and into the winter range. And so I put up quite a few cameras and just to see what was rolling through in case there was something nice that rolled through. And, um, I wasn't super, um, yeah, I wasn't looking for anything in particular just cause I had that late tag. And so if something nice rolled through that was sticking around, I was going to go out and look for it. But if not, it was still cool to get out and get pictures of bucks rolling through that you normally wouldn't see in this area. And, uh, yeah, then it moved right into the end of November late season for me. How mm-hmm. about you? Pretty much. Um, like I said before, yeah, I had a bunch of scouting leading into November, and then it was kind of ge- pretty much game on for late archery. That's my big one. Um, you know, I don't know if most people listening or watching don't, but um, I'm usually a big whitetail guy. That's what I chase, whitetail. Mm. Um, so staying around here more is we're kind of more definitely muley dominant you yeah. know, in this area. Um, so it was a little bit of game change for me. I mean, not a whole lot. I didn't do it to put it. I mean, a ton of work into it. I mean, to be honest, it mm. was, you know, checking cameras where are they coming through at. Okay, through here, you know, a couple different spots, threw up ground blind, a um, couple different spots. And it was similar to whitetail, kind of a waiting game to see when they could come in. Um, again, my hunting time was a little bit limited. So it was kind of doing a weekend, you know, morning sit here or maybe a couple, you know, mornings over Thanksgiving kind of weekend break if I could sneak away a little um so you know morning sit here and there type of thing or maybe throw in a random evening sit and that was you know pretty it they were sparse um so it did help though having all the more trail cam info to try and help predict you know when comparing to the weather when are these deer going to be moving through um which helped um but then I guess I could just jump into my late season yeah 
yeah what and, was your setup what were you looking at and um so a number of different bucks and actually it's a lot of similar bucks that you're having on your cameras yeah. too um and so that was a nice thing being able to correlate hey have you seen this one yep this day this time you know and okay yep got them over here um so that was kind of cool to bump stuff or information back and forth um i had a ground blind set up at our house uh muddy it was it's like their two or three person one um I had that set up here and then over on another piece of private, I had another ground blind set up. Um, just a lot of deer getting pushed through and having the setups early, um, up early, I think was a huge benefit because mm-hmm. we had that snow hit November 6th, uh, the night, I think it was the night of the sixth yep. and it was literally the migration started. I mean, we had just haven't had that much snow in years i mean a decade yeah so it it got things moving big time um and literally that night bucks start showing up on camera mm-hmm. so it was good to have the setups out early um then kind of just pushing through there's a couple different bucks um had a shot on one again you know having you know young family and a newer you know a new place for us um it was seeing deer literally walk by in the yard out the window oh, really? and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I you know, look back at my you know, little kids. All right, let's keep playing. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of those. So it was, there was some torture involved. That's for sure. Um, I yeah. mean, then I think I even told you too, I had a nice, it was, we put pictures up on the Instagram that mm. the funky look, you know, the Three non-typical four, looking yeah. one. Yeah. And that one, I mean, literally off my deck, <laughs> We have a second story like deck, you know, the daylight basement, and it's like literally off the deck at 12 yards, maybe. I mean, it'd be yeah. ridiculous. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe. You just 12 didn't yards. feel right. Uh, yeah, I'm like, that just know. Yeah. Literally, I had my bow sitting. I mean, I had my bow out, the binos, the rangefinder out on the kitchen table. The yeah. kids know, do not touch, <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, I've literally grabbed it, looked out, but I'm literally in like you know, Jordan basketball shorts and a tank top. Like, I'm not even joking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not going to go shoot a deer in this. This is does not feel like hunting at all. Yeah. So go back, put the bow down. And uh, so definitely passed up on a couple shots mm-hmm. um, that could have been very successful. Um, but then ended up going back to the blind. And so, I mean, that's where I spent most of the time. Um, had some negative. Um, so, and usually I, I always hunt public. Like where we go whitetail hunting, yeah. it's 100% public. Never hunted on private. Um, so, this was the first year and private property was on my own. Um, and then the other private was a family member's. And so, but I've never had this much issues with people, with other hunters ever in my entire life. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I mean, just having people literally show up i'm out in a field in a ground blind and they'll just park like blocking these this a private driveway hmm. and just sitting there and watching waiting to see if the deer will come close enough to him and i'm like well you're on private property around you yeah i know 100 percent certain you know you are not you do not have permission yeah. to be even be here and you're blocking private roads you know things like that um and literally deer it'd be you know them in their truck then me and my ground blind and the deer are on the other side of me moving into my, you know, walking mm-hmm. through my set. I kind of had an ambush set up. Mm-hmm. And so the deer would just take another course. They'd literally mm-hmm. bump deer off of me. And I'm just like, you know, WTH, man. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and you knew that the, like this family member doesn't give out permission to anyone else. So you knew that 100%. these people weren't. Yep. Okay. No, no permission. And even the neighboring property, um, 
both the, uh, the neighboring property also, he doesn't give permission to anybody. Okay. I mean, not even his family. So nobody has. Um, so I knew I was the only person who had permission to be there. Um, then we literally had another one. Um, I told you this one before, but I'm sitting on ground blind watching these deer um, and really nice muley buck, mature, big horn deer, um, thick mass. I mean, just a gorgeous animal. Um, pushing probably six, seven doe. Um, goes over the break of this hill and they always push him and then he they pop back up and come right through my set and so i'm sitting there watching these deer they go down over the hillside and i literally lift my bow off its sticks yeah. i'm sitting there literally i mean releasing like they're gonna come out i'm probably i, I got about maybe 10 minutes how you far know? are you expecting them to come out at um, we're from, they'll go over the hill about 150 yards away, and then when they pop back out, it's only probably a 80 yards maybe, but then they literally walk straight at me, my where, and then they kind of dog leg 90 degrees and walk okay. broadside right in front of me down this trail. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, it's just like clockwork. I mean, literally, again, having cameras out there, had a ground blind set up early. I mean, literally clockwork. I'm sitting there watching them. I mean, there you can see them where we went shed hunting. Mm-hmm. You can see them filtering off these hills and these drainages and literally pop out way on the north end of all these fields. Dang. And then they make their way down across the road over that break of that hill I just said, then yeah. pop back. And so they literally go over the hill dude drives up in his pickup truck two guys hop out one has a bow goes over the hillside he they're looking they look for a minute go over the hillside and right then and there i'm like nope okay and so obviously he has a bow yeah go over the hillside i'm like you know in big warm clothes and camera set up bow everything you know i'm trying to get all the stuff set up get my ground blind chair out of the way i'm getting out of the ground blind um, I'm about to get out of the ground blind, and I see all these deer come busting up over the edge of the hill, and this buck's coming up. Not saying these guys shot it or not, because yeah. obviously I couldn't see, but somebody at some point shot this buck in the shoulder, hmm. and he wasn't like that a couple days before when I had him on camera. Yeah. So and he comes out there doing the leg, you know, hobble thing, goes running up. Um, ended up track trying to track um, my parents did also who live on a neighboring property even with horses and stuff um but no luck never found him Hmm. never found a body sheds nothing yet yet so um but anyways they hop back in the truck i'm getting out there you know trying to get them to stop yeah let's have a chat um and they basically boogied out of there didn't stop never saw them Hmm. again and i'm just like this is a hundred percent private property. Every yeah. side of the road, there's not a lick there's not of state public anywhere close to it. No, and it's all and it's only owned by a couple different landowners. Yeah, so it's like it's not like divided up small pieces. These are large parcels. Yeah, minimum parcel size is probably forty acres. I'm like, it's like it's not. You're not messing this one up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Um, yeah, so, it's unfortunate. Yeah, so that was a bummer. And I never had to do that. The only other time I ever had to run with anybody on public was basically catching someone in my set. Mm. And I told them, you know, it's public ground. It is, and this is yeah. my setup here. But what you did is not acceptable. <laughs> it's not okay. That's looked down upon. You're not breaking a law. Yeah. But, you know, at a pre- like you need to go. And they, you know, no problem. My bad. Cool. Never, never had a problem with them again, you know, but like, this was just different. Yeah. I mean, this, this was so blatant, like, oh yeah, it was bad. And so that was a little bummer. 
um, especially seeing this this quality of animal come through there. How big do you think is four point solid four point? Um, he was pushing. Um, let me think. He was big. No, he's bigger than a four. He was. You know, he's a four by five. Because he had one extra kicker. He wasn't the big, big, crazy one everyone was looking for. Um, But he was a four by five. Probably similar genetics. He wasn't totally typical. (coughs) Um, But a wide rack. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say he was a 30. He was a 30 incher, you know, like everyone does. But, I mean, he was... Oh, he was over 26. Nice. I mean, so he was, he was a big, he'd be my biggest by far, yeah, you know. that's a solid um, buck. And then also, it's also, dude, like putting in the time. Like, hey, I'm, chill cameras are out. I'm watching. I mean, there's times where I'm going up literally on just property edges away just watching them. Yeah. When are they stepping out? When, when, when should I get in the ground blind? Because they can see me way up on these hillsides they're filtering from, you know. Like, are you putting in that work? And then all beforehand, just to have knowing that I'm only going to have a few, you know, maybe evenings and a morning or a few mornings and an evening, you know, yeah. kind of to sit um, and, you know, playing my cards the best I can. And then someone else comes in like that on a hundred percent private property. Yeah. That's why I'm just like, oh, I was a little upset. Yeah. <laughs> um, that so, probably would be too if I knew that I was the only one, but. Yeah, it sucks when that happens, especially yeah, when it's on private. You know, you expect that to happen every once in a while on public land because public land, so people are going to be yeah. out there. But Yeah, I mean, I, I can't bust someone for coming down a road and stopping, looking at a deer, you know, especially if I'm even if I'm in a ground blind or tree stand yeah. on public property, they see a deer in the woods. They're yeah. stopping. You know, but here it's like, you know, it's like I said, 100% private. There's absolutely zero access to public land off of this road. Like, yeah. There's no point for you to even come up here and be parking for an hour and you're parking not far at all from my ground blind and can see me and I'm like waving at you like, hey, like go and you sit there still until I go to get out of the ground blind and then you'd leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's unfortunate for sure. Yeah, Hopefully so. that doesn't happen this year. And um, yeah, I just, I had this kind of similar opportunity that you did as well from the house that I live at I looked out one day and there was a really nice three point with the eye guards. Who's, he was definitely a solid buck and he was, yeah, only 30, 40 yards from the house. And I was just like, I can't do it. It just doesn't feel right. You know, when you got to gotta not... slide the window open to shoot. Through, right? <laughs> yeah. I just go outside, walk around right. the house and be within range. And mm. yeah, nope. I was just, was not something I wanted to do. Just didn't feel right to me personally. I mean, I don't blame anyone that would have done it mm-hmm. because, you know, it was a nice buck. He would have got me pretty easy. And, uh, but it's, yeah, for me personally, it wasn't the hunt that I wanted to have. It wasn't really hunt at all. But yeah, and I had a couple opportunities like that with, you know, smaller three by fours and three points and stuff that were walking by as they're on their way out towards their wintering range. And I just, I just didn't feel right with any of those bucks to do that. And uh, I did go out a couple times uh, looking for some bigger ones and uh, just never turned never turned anything up that I was wanting to shoot. With that late tag, like I said before, I was hopeful of that one to find a bigger, a bigger buck, you know, and something more mature. And so, yeah, I went out with family a couple times and uh, – 
Your standards were also higher than mine because you were yeah. sending me pictures. What do you think of this one? And I'm like, shoot. There was shoot. one. Yeah, there was one book that really had me like, man, he was at 50 yards. I had him for an hour at least one day. And I was like taking pictures of him, looking at him, thinking about it, and just was like, I want to experience that late tag, you know, a post rut tag, which I've never done before from mule deer and uh yeah it's just i just couldn't get myself it would have been a lot bigger deal what i ended up killing during that late season mm-hmm. but i still wanted to go experience yeah something different that i hadn't before mm-hmm. and so but that one yeah it was that three by four that had an inline and yeah i got some cool video of them though oh and yeah just oh yeah decided it's not what I want to do. And I don't regret it. Like, I don't regret not mm-hmm. shooting him or going after him or, you know, not saying that I would have hit him for sure because, you know, anything could happen. But, yeah, I don't regret not, yeah, not going after him and shooting him even now, even though I shot a smaller buck in that mm-hmm. late season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> yep. So, uh yeah, and you ended up not getting anything during your late hunt then? Nope, ended up. Um, so, like, again, I'm a meat hunter. I'll be the first to admit, like, yeah. I want meat in my freezer. I want wild game in my freezer. Um, so if I would have known, and again, it goes out to everybody, check your local regulations, and uh, I would have shot a doe early season. Oh, I would have yeah. been done knowing that I don't have time to hunt. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it'll be this year. Like, I'm planning on shooting a doe early season now this year. And if I would have known, I probably would have. Um, just to get it done, meet in the freezer, and keep plugging away at this property. Um, I'm trying to, to develop it into what I want it to be. Hopefully holding a lot, you know, nice deer in the future. That's yeah. what I'm shooting for. Not, yeah, um, not necessarily develop it into, you know. No, this is this is development and deer habitat. Quality habitat. Yeah, yeah, habitat for deer. You know, birds. Yeah, you know, pollinators, all that stuff. It's just going to take deer. some work to do. You know. But oh yeah, for sure. Here in the next couple of years, it will be for sure. Oh yeah, and so that's what. Yeah, definitely. No, no houses on this property. No, no additional, just ours. Um, and uh, so again, nope, couldn't shot. I had. I ended up having a. It was actually that same deer, the one that I could have shot off the deck, mm. came back into to our place here on our property, and I had the bow out, and he was, I mean, I was about to draw back. He was right at 40 yards, but literally I had five does sitting there milling around in the ground, picking through the snow, eating stuff. Mm. Happy. Not a care in the world, licking their lips, swishing their tail. I mean, mm. like, they were not alert to anything, and they were 20. 22 yards away okay. and this buck he comes out follows this, this same trail goes you know it crosses through it's kind of a, a long straight stretch that we use like as an access road but it just grows in with grass but it's green grass so mm. they come back in and eat it through the snow um and so he crossed way way down the way probably 80 90 yards away with any they come right back out around 40 ish and then walk right right down this access right for him and so anyways like i said deer or does 20 yards out no problem happy as ever he held up at 40 and his literally i could see his shoulder shoulder neck head you know antlers i'm like you and he started you know you could just tell like once you put enough time out there even like i said i'm a whitetail guy maybe just because whitetail are just so freaking stubborn yeah. especially when i'm trying to get them and hide uh 
they he held up and you could, but you could spot in their eye right away like oh he shit he's gonna bust yeah. or he's not coming in like there's there's something tipping him off he doesn't like there's and something you're he doesn't spot like and stock on this oh no no this was in a ground blind ground and blind. I, so i'm okay. sitting there and i'm just watching him and i just know immediately i'm sitting there not moving he has no idea he hasn't even looked at the blind you know and i'm just sitting there like nope He's holding up. And yeah. so he literally went to take a step out. I went to full draw at this point because I know I'm going to have – it's going to be – it's going to happen relatively soon, you know, in the next 20 seconds, or he's going to turn and walk. And so literally took about a half a step and leaned forward a little, kind of just looked around, didn't bust, didn't look at me, and just, nope, turned around and slowly walked away. Dang. Does didn't even care. Does kept eating. And there's a you know, a couple yearlings. Last year's fawns were yeah. there. You know, not a care in the world. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How many days left of the season did you have at this point? Do you know? That was, well, that was literally, that was my last time I could sit. So that was the end of my season for sure. Um, I think there's probably another, um, the rest of that week, the week, but I do back to work. So it was like the rest of the week was open and then I don't get off early enough to it's, it's too dark already. I mean, so it'd be literally what happens. I'm driving home in the driveway, you know, and I'm jumping deer off the property or off the road or driveway coming in. So it's, there's no way. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah, I didn't obviously get anything during that season. And so then I moved into starting December one was my late draw hunt that I had, which was, pretty cool tag i've never had before in an area i've never hunted before and i've heard there's a lot of deer and i talked with the biologists and stuff before i went down and he said that the quality of bucks have gone down quite dramatically the last couple of years because mm-hmm. of the it was ehd or blue tongue can't remember which one and just the drought where the tag was has been pretty brutal and so i went down there you know with not a ton of high hopes to find a giant, but still, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, this could be a tag where, you know, that's like definitely on their winter range where they're going to be for a while. It's where all the deer are going to be. And so I still had hopes I was going to see one and get down there the first day and seeing a bunch of deer right off the bat, right off the bat, I actually saw probably the biggest buck I saw the whole time, but it was the first one I saw. And so I was like, oh, I'm def- not going to shoot that for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I hadn't seen, I just getting into the unit. And, uh, I, uh, drove around a lot the first day, just learning roads. And I scouted twice before I went down and scouted different areas, but still it was only a fraction of the unit. And so I was mostly driving and glassing the first day, going out to different points and, um, you know, high points and ledges where I could see a lot of country and glassing. And I saw you know, pushing 35, 40 bucks the first day, but nothing of, <laughs> nothing of day. any size. Yeah, no, which, and I mean, here is a great day, especially, you know, for late season. And they were all fairly close, um, stuff that would have easily been stockable, um, but nothing of any size at all. I mean, one of the bigger bucks I even seen was a two point, and I saw a four point that was smaller than the two point. And so, Nothing that really got me excited to go after, but I was just excited seeing that many deer. It was just cool. I mean, literally every which way I look, there's a buck, you know, and it was just different country too. It was wide open sagebrush country. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was like 
it was just pretty much had everything you'd want in like it reminded me a lot of like wyoming what you see there mm-hmm. in the videos of their winter range it was a lot like that yep and so i uh didn't shoot anything or didn't even go after anything the first day and um <coughs> hunted a couple more days and just still wasn't seeing anything that was of any size and you know i had a couple month old baby at home that you know i felt like i needed to be with and help and so i i can't remember what day it was it was day three or something i uh decided i found a decent two by three you know it was mm-hmm. small but definitely not big by any means and went after it and was able to uh shoot that shoot that buck which was cool um I forgot how much fun bow season is. It's the last couple of years being at college, I would come home during muzzleloader season and usually shoot a deer during that. Mm-hmm. And cause I, I mean, I really love muzzleloader season as well. You still gotta get close, but you don't gotta get quite as close as uh, archery, but you don't get the experience of late season rutting deer during oh, yeah. muzzleloader, <clears throat> which is, you know, mm-hmm. September and October. So I, yeah, I definitely f- fell back in love with archery hunting again. And right after that, I went and bought a new bow and everything. And that's definitely 2023. I'm hoping it's going to be the year of the bow for me. And, you know, oh, yeah. get a bear and turkey and deer and whatever, whatever you can with a bow, definitely get it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, probably going to start bow hunting a lot more than I have the last couple of years. I did for a while when I was in high school, did a lot of archery, but, um, Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much my season. Ended mm-hmm. up just killing, you know, you guys saw on Instagram, not a monster, but, you know, two by three that, you know, filled the freezer even more. And I guess I also went to Idaho. <laughs> Forgot yeah, about that. Right. <laughs> Forgot about that. I went to Idaho as well with some buddies, and uh, that was in November, and uh, killed a four-point whitetail and missed a really nice one opening morning. I just was not expecting to see the deer where i did i was walking down this old logging road and came around a corner and just saw the white patch of a deer and uh but everything else was behind bushes and trees and i was looking at it and i had my binos up and all of a sudden it turned and started going away and i saw this beautiful buck and i was like holy crap and so i got my gun up and was falling and falling and it finally turned and then right as i shot it started running and I missed above it. I know for sure I did. I f- saw it hit the tree above it, and but it was offhand at like a hundred and some yards. And yeah, I just I should have been more prepared for that. But ended up getting a decent buck over there, which was cool. Um, yeah, and didn't get a tag for this next year over in Idaho, which is unfortunate. I've been hunting over there for you know quite mm-hmm. a few years now, but uh, did wasn't able to get the unit I was hoping for. So. Hopefully gonna try Montana this next year, which will be cool. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, did you finish anything up in December for 2022? Doing anything? Not much. The only thing I'd had to add um, <clears throat> earlier would be did some salmon fishing in the summer. That was pretty. That was pretty fun. Went out for a handful of days. Brought home a bunch of sockeye fillets. Caught a couple good kings. Um, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. I had a good time doing that. Um, but yeah, other than that, ra- wrapping up the year, it was 
basically still i have to say working at the house still um winterizing up stuff getting that stuff finished um but like i said i mean overall i mean my 2022 it was like i said kind of the start was this is it was total it was a year that helped prepare me mentally for 2023 like it made me really realize you know how fortunate we are to be able to get out and do the things that we love to do and the hunting yeah. and fishing and things like that. And to definitely appreciate the amount of time or the times that we do get to go out. So I am definitely ready even for what have we got Turkey season to start off with. I'm, yep, I'm a little over a month and a half now and I'm already, I've already went through my vest. So <laughs> like, I'm ready, ready to go. I'm yeah. very ready. Yeah. I'm excited to get this season kicked off and even, I'm really excited to get into some fishing stuff, which I've kind of fallen out of the last couple of years. Uh, but I, I'm really planning on getting back into doing some of that mm-hmm. as well. I've definitely been more focused on hunting, but want to, yeah, diversify a little bit and do more broader things than just hunting. So, oh yeah, yeah. But 2022 was, you know, I felt like I was lucky a lot because I didn't with having a newborn didn't spend as much time as I normally do for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it was probably under half of what I normally do, but was still able to get a, you know, two bears, a two deer. It was just lucky, but I, you know, I still spent a lot of time out for sure. I mean, even if, if I could get away for a little bit, I would definitely be out driving around glass and looking. And so Mm -hmm. I was, learning the whole time if I wasn't hunting but oh yeah for sure and one thing I learned too is you know you can do a lot of the same things this is one thing my wife taught me but it just might look a little different when it comes to having the kids mm-hmm. like scouting too I take advantage of e-scouting oh pull yeah pull up the maps on computer like I've never spent so much time scouting looking maps computer what's what's the weather been what does water look like mm-hmm. you know blue lining on an old topo map yeah. you know um just doing a lot more on the scouting end to the, cause I will have less time in the field Yeah, and it, it works. I mean, like I said, it just looks different. It might be a little later nights after the kids go to bed. I'm up later, you know, looking at a screen, Yeah, but if that's the time I got to do it and I want to do it, you know, you got to get after it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much my recap for 2022. I don't think I got anything else to add. Uh, any last touches you want to add on anything? No, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for 23. Yep. Yep. I'm excited. Going to be bringing some new content, some hopefully some higher quality videos than we have in the past. But uh, yeah, definitely going to be coming up with some new stuff this year, which will mm-hmm. be which will be fun for sure. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks guys for watching. Um, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook, and uh, also if you're interested in any hunt trap and horns hats uh let us know on instagram and we can we're gonna be putting in a new order here soon so yeah let us know and thanks for watching and we'll see you guys on the next video see you